Welcome to Startup to Scale, a podcast by Food Bevy. I'm your host, Jordan Buckner. Join me as I talk to aspiring entrepreneurs, seasoned industry experts, and everyone in between as we unlock the keys to growing from startup to scale. Hey everyone, this is Jordan with Food Bevy, the online community for food and beverage founders. And today I get a chance to talk with Alex, who is the founder of Genius Juice. Uh, Alex, I'd love for you to just jump right in and tell us about the product and how you got started. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Jordan, yeah, thank you for having me on your show. And uh, thank you also for being on the, uh, the 15 Minutes of Genius, which is actually uh, going to air we're going to post it on LinkedIn, uh, like I think in early May. So um, yeah, it will see the light of day, our episode. I know it takes a while after the taping, but it will, it will get aired. So um, yeah, so a little bit about our story. Uh, you know, um, I'll try to keep this as condensed as I can. Uh, started Genius Juice in 2014. Um, I really fell in love with the concept of whole coconut and having a really authentic, creamy, um, nutritious smoothie. So um, when I discover the combination of coconut water and also coconut meat blended together. I'm just like, holy crap, this is amazing. And this is genius. And I need to come out with this product. Um, so that was actually late 2013. And then uh, first thing we did is we uh, found a commissary in January of 2014. I partnered up with a, a friend of mine I met in a previous job. Uh, he is no longer with the company, but um, he was with me for a couple years as a, an original co-founder. And so um, we went to a commissary. We would buy coconuts at um, at the LA you know produce market, crack them open ourselves, scoop out the meat in the water and blend it and, and bottle it. So from humble beginnings, um, we really had a mission and our original mission, which still too is the same to this day, is to bring nutrition to the mainstream to make great products. Um, and we wanted to make a smoothie and something nutritious without any junk in there, right? Uh, we call it now no dumb stuff uh, on, our, on our newest branding uh, that you can see behind me uh, that we just rebranded for and just released in April. Um, no gums, no emulsifiers, no natural flavors, no stevia, no added cane sugar. We do have coconut sugar in our new protein line. Um, but yeah, just really simple from nature, great tasting and nutritious. Um, so from there, you know, I mean, seven years later, a lot of stops and starts that's, that could be another podcast in and of itself, a lot of the struggles. However, in the last couple of years, we really found our footing and started to scale. And then we raised some bridge rounds and then continued scaling more, went to more retailers. I think the most important thing is that we really were able to dial in the quality of our product. Um, it all starts there and honestly ends there. Um, if you don't have a quality product and a great product that you can put on the shelf and feel proud of and really stand behind, you're in the wrong business. Um, you're, you know, the, the days of putting like a crappy product on the shelf and trying to compete with the big boys is over. You have to have a great quality product with great ingredients. And also it needs to taste pretty good. It doesn't have to taste great, but it has to be decent enough for someone to want to come back and buy it again and again. You know, I was just actually re-listening to your Shark Tank episode, and there was a point where Barbara Cochran was like, 
I don't invest in beverage, but yours just tastes so damn good. <laughs> and I think exactly. that's where a lot of companies miss in our, our day and age where they're doing things that are like super functional or very innovative, but the products just taste like, okay. <laughs> and they just don't, they, you know, like you said, they have to taste good in order for someone to buy them. Cause at the end of the day, like it's food, it's, it's something that you drink that you put in your body. It hits your taste buds first of anything else. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's got a, you got it. You buy with your eyes and then you rebuy with your stomach is kind of a, a phrase that we have, you know, with our company. So um, quality is number one, right? So um, we found a contract manufacturer, great partner that makes our product now because we needed to really scale from doing 5,000 bottles of batch to doing a quarter million, you know, per run. So we found a great manufacturer in uh, 2019 that really helped dial in the quality. And I think just the consistency, like our operations team is all about consistency. So every time you open a bottle, you get the same exact experience with Genius Juice, even though there's like different seasonality in, in coconut. Overall, when you open a, open a Genius Juice, you're getting that great, nutritious, creamy texture and it, and it's really, it tastes good. So um, anyway, once we dialed that in, that really led to even more growth where people were coming back and buying it again. Um, so now we're in about 4,000 stores, you know, we're in like the Costco's, we're in a couple Costco regions, um, depending on when this actually airs, maybe more, um, Target, Whole Foods just had a national launch in Sprouts. Uh, we also, uh, one thing I'll mention, um, just, uh, cause I, I love to talk is that what area we're going after, right? What's, what section, what category, when we started Genius Juice, it was like, okay, we're a better version than coconut water, right? It's the coconut water. It's the coconut meat blended together. It's creamy. It has more benefits than coconut water, the MCTs, the good fats, the protein, the fiber from coconut meat. But as we kept going, we're like, you know what? Like, we don't want to compete with coconut water. Like, that's not what this product is all about. Like, coconut water can come in a premium bottle, like a harmless harvest for $4.99, which is probably the arguably the best coconut water on the market or inarguably I should say um or we're competing against a canned coconut water which is like a dollar 99 so we realized that we really belonged in the functional plant-based set you know next to like the rebels and the koyas and like you know more functional smoothies where it does something for your body it boosts your body it boosts your mind which is what our product is about right so by making that pivot away from being coined as a coconut water smoothie brand, uh, we're seeing even more growth because it's a bigger category. And I think um, the consumer, you know, if a consumer sees coconut, they get polarized. Either they love it or they hate it. That's been my, our experience, right, in demos. However, if we go after the smoothie category, functional plant-based smoothies, that also uses whole coconut as a base, that's gonna get a lot more people in. They may not love coconut, but who doesn't like a creamy, delicious mocha smoothie, right? Um, that is good for you and also tastes great. So that, one thing that's that I see, no, I love that. And one thing I see is like, sometimes brands will go after like too large of a market without fully understanding like who their customers are. And so I love that you have this beachhead of like coconut because everyone kind of at the start understands like what coconut water or coconut smoothie kind of is and so you're right they're they're polarized some people love it some hate it but then kind of once you start 
educating people and getting them to understand like what the beverage is, then you can expand to the larger kind of market and larger segment um, into this functional beverage space. You know, it's interesting too with this, you know, latest packaging, I see, um, you know, coconut is actually minimized kind of on the packaging <laughs> where you're really kind of going after the, the functional set and the fact that it's a smoothie and coconut is the supporting ingredient it looks like. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, at some point in the company's life, there's a defining moment where you know that you need to take some kind of a leap. You have to take a chance, right? That's what being an entrepreneur is all, is all about. You know, it's uh, you know, it's like looking at you know, like back when we used to go to offices. You know, those inspirational messages on the wall. Uh, there's like this ship is in the harbor where it's nice and safe, but it's built to go out to sea. You know, <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. And so we we had the same. We're like, okay, we had the realization that if we want to get into a market where there's enough people there that they don't have to love or hate coconut, they just want a nutritious smoothie. We want to go after that market, and also it's a it's a it's a growing segment. Um, coconut in and of itself, coconut water category, um, even though it grew during the pandemic because of like hydration, electrolytes. Overall, in the last four or five years, it's been on a downward trend. Um, it's still growing, but it's not growing as fast as it was like in 2012, 13, 14, 15 because of competition and consumer habits are, are changing where they're looking for more functionality. Like, what is it doing for me? How does it make me feel? Not just an energy drink, but more than that body and mind more holistic. So we knew that we needed to pivot to a bigger category. However, it's important. We don't alienate the people that already love our product. So we, we, I feel like we feel that our branding was done in a way to like retain the customers that we have. So they, they understand what it is. They still know the product. It's the same product. Nothing has changed, but also grab a whole new segment of people that are um, in the stores. So that was our goal. I love that. You know, one reason I wanted to talk with you is because a lot of founders envision the process of like scaling their company and growing to like a 10 million, 50 million, $100 million brand um, without fully understanding what it takes to get there. And I feel like you are going through this acceleration path right now where you're growing quickly, you're expanding, and that comes with lots of opportunities. It also comes with a lot of growing plans. And so, you know, talk about, you know, what opportunities you've been able to take on in the past, and you know, like even a couple of months and what are the growing pains that have come along with it? Yeah, it's been a lot of growing pains as we like talked about offline. Um, I mean, the biggest opportunities is that we had a national retailer give us an exclusive, which is the first time that's ever happened in the history of our company. Um, so Sprouts, um, for those that are not avidly on LinkedIn or go to Sprouts, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to escape any of my posts if you're, uh, if you're on LinkedIn. So I'm trying to get more marketing on there going. And I think it's working um, that we did a national launch in Sprouts. They brought in the exclusives. Um, and that was our first major foray into not being known as a coconut brand, but as a functional plant-based brand. And so we came out with a plant-based protein line, which is not behind me, but it's vanilla chocolate. It has plant-based protein. It has lion's mane. It has reishi. It has maca for mental and physical boost. It also tastes really good. Like I'm really, really proud of the formulation and how it came out great. So it's nutritious and, and delicious. So getting that opportunity, I think was huge because it put us in a new category and also allowed us to have a nationwide launch for really big visibility. 
And then uh, other, op- I think the other big opportunity besides, you know, we had a lot of mass market opportunities still to this day, like Target, um, Albertsons, new Albertsons divisions. Um, but I think a larger opportunity we've gotten is Costco. So that Costco is interesting because like simple is better, simple packaging, easy to understand. And so we decided just to launch our original in Costco and to do a four pack. And so we did uh, our original, which is just coconut. And uh, we started in LA and then the buyer saw doing so well, she expanded us to Hawaii. And then we just got into Texas. And then in the next, um, the next month or so, we're launching in a prominent region on the other side of the country. I can't say which region yet, but it's going to be somewhere uh, east of Texas. So I can say that much. Um, so it's, it's been exciting because it's the real like huge foray into the mainstream mass market. You know, people that um, buy religiously buy juice, they buy coconut water. Are they going to understand this product? Are they going to see value? And are they going to take it off the shelf? And the volume with Costco is, you know, enormous. Like in one day, you can move more in one warehouse than you move in a month at, a, at an average store. So, it, it, you know, if you have a great product that resonates with the consumer there, then, um, you know, you're off to the races and you can scale your brand to like 20 million, 30 million, 40 million just with one account. Um, besides all the other great retail partnerships we have. So I think that they the also, the one thing I'll mention is the Costco consumer. One thing I've learned is they're incredibly sharp and they're, they're not like, you know, people looking for, well, there's people looking for deals there, but these are like middle to upper income consumers that have families that have full-time positions the average amount that someone spends like a check, like a cart size or a cart a checkout size is like $180 on average at Costco. So when we're selling a four pack for $11.99 and the average consumer there is spending $180, it's not really a make or break type of purchase for them. And people at Costco are very, um, they're very adventurous. They want to try new things. They want to throw it in their cart, see how it tastes. There's new items all the time rotating into Costco. So I think that by having a fresh new item that no one's ever seen before in Costco, like the whole coconut and like a, a real high quality premium smoothie, I think it brought in a lot of new consumers that had no idea what Genius was until it hit the shelf there. So it's been a great opportunity and uh, we're still growing with them, which is great. Yeah, I absolutely love that. You know, also, as you mentioned, you went from doing like 5,000 bottle production runs to 250,000 bottle production runs. And so there's a lot of like growing pains that come from that side, right? Just like scaling your operations um, and making sure that everything's buttoned up because there's a lot less room for error, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a huge point you're making where uh, there's, there's no room for error, you know? Um, you know, that, that's what I tell my team. I'm like, you know, no pressure, but there's no room for error. Um, we're, we're getting big enough where a misstep that goes out to thousands of stores could really hurt our brand. So I, I go back to it. The one thing I emphasize, like in every single meeting for operations is like quality, 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 just like whether it's getting the product there on time, getting it chilled, make sure it's at the right temperature, make sure it's packed correctly. Um, do the labels look good on the product? Is the product itself the way it should be formulation wise? 
there's so many different moving pieces and operations. And so as we scaled, as we have scaled, we've discovered that, you know, to put a process in place, to have consistency and quality across the board is really important and like not flying by the seat of our pants. It's having processes, procedures from the start. So when we execute on it, whether we're doing 100,000 bottles for Costco or 50,000 bottles for Sprouts or a million bottles, it's gonna be the same consistency and the same procedures, which makes our operations much more scalable, right? Just more scalable. Um, and that's, that's the way that we're thinking now is, what do we need to put in place so that if we double overnight, we're not going to panic, you know, we're not going to panic. And part of that is raising money, which is a whole other thing we can talk about with crowdfunding that we're doing. But uh, yeah, that's really, that's, that's really our mentality, procedure and process to make sure we can scale without any interruptions. Alex, love everything that you're doing with the business. I feel like we need to have like a five hour conversation one day. <laughs> Maybe we'll do like an or a LinkedIn live or something and to, to really LinkedIn live, like marathon. Yeah, yeah I, I love that. Um, Alex, thanks so much for being on today. Love everything that you're doing and best of luck this year. Thank you, Jordan. Thanks for having me on.